really really great uh, time for me to be here with you in this space that I have um, I have taken today um, to just um, just share things that I have been doing recently and I know that I haven't done these um, audio voice notes for a very long time but I sure know that I have been keeping in touch you know using um, uh, written uh, messages and blogs and uh, affirmations and quotations and I'm hoping that I have kept you intact and entertained to stay in the group so welcome to this yet another audio that I have really wanted to sit here in this space and do it, but due to personal uh, demands, as I've said, I had to take some time off and first finish things in my life because I know that uh, we are all human. We are going to be uh, confronted by many issues, but still, I've always thought of this group and I know that. Most of you have been contacting me, telling me, oh, when are the audios coming out? They used to relax you. So I know how much audios can actually relax you because I use them. It's a strategy that I used in the past when I was, you know, wanted to cultivate uh, a peace of mind. I wanted to cultivate calmness. I used audios mostly uh, to help me to come back to the present moment because there are so many things that are going to take us out of the present moment so we have to be uh, intentional in bringing ourselves back into this moment so before I go any further this is a mindfulness group mind body and spirit my name is Grace I'm the admin of this group we started I don't know, a long time ago. I think we've been here for about, we're going three years now. And this group was formed uh, simply because I wanted to reach out to people who were going through some form of suffering mentally. And they wanted to learn about how they can cultivate happiness or have some sense of calm in their lives. And this is why I formed this group. Simply, we learn strategies or coping strategies to help us navigate all things that life throws at us. So, we started this group, Mind, Body and Spirit. It means that we do not have to only cater for our body, but we need to cater for our mind as well as well as the spirit in order to live a fulfilled life. So... I'm just going to take a six minute breathing meditation that really helps me to calm down in case there is so much chaos that is going on in my mind 
and I, you know, want to be attentive in understanding what is going on in my life in that particular moment when I am being um, tried. You know, I think that's the word to use. Life is going to try us, all of us, at one moment via our relationships, via losing loved ones, via um, disease or illness, via losing our jobs or via financial difficulties or via raising children or parenting or wanting to be a parent or wanting to, you know, um, find a partner, a relationship or finding, you know, a, a friend or even dealing with any sort of things at work at, you know, you might have found a job, but again, you have to deal with your boss and then you have to deal with your friends and you have to deal with your family. So there is so many things that are going to cause us to lose our temper or we're going to find ourselves in those temper flares and we're going to find ourselves anxious or stressed or swimming in negative emotions. So how do you cool yourself down? And I found a very, very, very helpful technique, which is meditation, breathing meditation. I don't know, I didn't want to go down to explain what meditation is, but you can Google it, you can YouTube it, you can go on any platform right now, TikTok or whatever, people are talking about meditation, but it's simply just sitting down still with your thoughts, noticing your environment, noticing whatever is going on in your mind, because we are always rushing around and not paying attention to how we feel we don't pay attention to sensations in our body we don't even pay attention to our pains you know we just wake up and just go you know and meet our day but it's very important science is proving this research is proving this that sitting down in calmness and just setting aside some time to practice mindful breathing you find that it's easier to focus on whatever is going on in your daily life. It's a very important skill to have to help you to deal with stress, anxiety, and any negative emotions that you are facing. So, and it also helps you to sharpen your ability to concentrate because as you're going through the stresses of life, you're going to notice that you are going to lose concentration. It's not only stresses of life, but also the overload of so much information that is out there. We have been bombarded as a human or as a race with all this information that is roaming around social media. We are taking in so much, but we don't know that we are actually messing with our brains. So time required for you to have um, meditation practice is only 15 minutes guys a 15 minute daily meditation at least a week or you can do it every day it suggests that you can increase that as you go along you can help yourself to start um, teaching yourself to do this practice of just sitting 15 minutes by yourself to notice how you are feeling, what you are thinking about, 
where is the pain what are the sensations and then what can you do about it so how do you sit down to meditate the most best way to do this is through mindful breathing is simply to focus on your attention on your breath you bring your attention to your breath how many times do we actually not appreciate that we have a breath going on while we are so busy dealing with issues outside of our body we forget to be grateful that we have breath and yet there are many people who are not able to breathe due to maybe illnesses or due to you know we've had a, a disease that has really affected our breath and for me actually that made me really appreciate uh, my breath because i suffered from covid-19 and at one time i felt like i wasn't breathing properly and i knew that the breath is very very important and i remember me practicing breathing or mindful breathing during that time actually helped to clear any you know any flames or anything that was trying to build up in my lungs and i think breathing is one of the greatest free gifts that we've been given on this earth so if you're still breathing always just say thank you that i have my breath no matter what is going on around you externally as long as you're still breathing you are going to make it so the breathing is just about inhaling and exhaling that's all and we do that every day but we don't pay attention to it so you can do this while standing but ideally it's really good that if you're sitting down or even lying down in a comfortable position on your bed or if you have these fancy chairs you can lie back and just give yourself that moment to let's say close your eyes or open your eyes but you may find it easier to maintain your focus if you close your eyes it can help to set aside a time every day same time every day because guess what the mind loves rhythm it does love rhythm so if you can do this every day before you go to bed or in the morning when you wake up before these all these noises come around just at a time to help you get into this practice which can help you at times when you are particularly feeling stressed or anxious and experts are believing that a regular practice of mindful breathing can make it easier for you to do anything during difficult situations there are times when we cannot even lift our finger or even our get it, get out of bed because we have been hurt terribly but the breath is what is going to help you to calm you down and also give you the energy that you need to come through so when you're trying to calm yourself down in a very stressful moment it might help to start by taking an exaggerated breath a deep inhale through your nose and i was introduced to this 478 breathing technique you can look out for it on youtube and you can start learning learn a skill of how you can actually hold your breath by breathing in 4 seconds for 4 seconds and then hold your breath 
for seven seconds and on a long breathing out which is your exhale through your mouth you breathe out for eight seconds so you're counting all these seconds you know using your mind you're not actually talking but you are it's a mind game you are counting um you know uh, passively in your mind you're not actually saying these numbers but breathe out for four hold for seven and sorry breathe in for four hold for seven and breathe out for eight so before you start any breathing exercise it's always good to and this is a very good technique if you want to start using mindful breathing you have to start by bringing your attention to your natural breath so you bring your attention to how your chest is moving up and down and that is a very very good skill to do actually in any situation even if you're not going to continue with your breath but at least taking some time off and just looking at how your breath your natural breath actually is it actually helps to slow you down in one way or the other so simply observe a natural breath without trying to adjust it just help yourself to focus on the rising and the falling of your chest or even any sensations that you feel through your nostrils or your or, or, or whatever or in your lungs so that is the first step when you are doing a mindfulness breathing focus on your natural breath without trying to change it without trying to judge it you know am i breathing properly or is there any you know anything in there is there any noise just simply look down and see how your chest moves up and down and that actually is a moment for you first of all to be grateful that you are alive so as you do that you may find that your mind wanders so the only thing that is going to bring you back to the present moment where you're trying to um focus is always um coming back to your breath because the mind is going to distract you it's going because it has all these thoughts and you know all these bodily sensations that you haven't been paying attention to they are suddenly going to start coming on to you so whenever you see that observe the thought observe the sensation and then come back to your body and this can be very very helpful for those people who are going through any sort of pain if you have back ache or stomach ache or leg ache or you have stomach cramps anything like that it's always good to observe your bodily pain don't judge it and then come back to your breath breathe through it and that's okay so just notice that this is happening and gently bring your attention to your breath that is your anchor if you've heard of the word anchor that is how you ground yourself through coming back to your breath you always i mean this ability to actually take your mind away your mind can go as far far as wherever you, your thoughts take you but the skill that is needed is the ability to bring yourself back our mind is going to go you know as far as our childhood is going to go as far as we remember in our childhood maybe let's say from age seven or five but as long as you can bring yourself back to the present you are good to go because our mind is going to wander our mind wanders right just like a monkey wandering from one tree to another that is how our mind works it's a wanderer but are you able to bring it back to the present moment 
and live you are that is a skill that you need to have for the rest of your life so for me mindfulness breathing is one of the things that really helped me to deal with my anxiety because while I was going through that I didn't have anything to calm me down I tried to many many things but until I had to learn the skill of calming my mind and being able to bring it back to the present moment from wherever it was going you know from all the negative thinking and emotions that were you know overfeeling me I couldn't do it but the breath coming back to the breath really helped a lot and I can recommend it it's a medicine that has helped me and it's a medicine that I always want to pass on to people so this is all non-conventional you do not have to pay for it you don't have to be prescribed it you just have to make it part of your daily routine and then you start to see how you comfortably deal with issues so in the next audio after I've introduced you the breathing techniques you know we're going to be doing just a simple exercise a meditation exercise that can help you to ground you before i start going into our topic for today which is returning to love something that i've been reading for the past few weeks because i really wanted to understand what love is i am on a journey to understand what love is and um so i wanted to share with you some lessons that i have learned about love uh, this is not um, just about intimacy, it's not just about relationships, it's not about romance, it's not about uh, loving our children, it's, it's just love. Just take it as the word love because I think like many people out there, I thought love meant something else. And as I've started to read and discover and uh, read a very book book by Marian Williamson, which says a return to love, I have seen uh, very many, um, um, I have had experience of knowing what love is via this book. And I would recommend it to anyone there who is feeling that they have never understood what love is if you want to reflect on love if you want to know love differently from how you were taught it this is the book to go to and actually it was recommended by Lupita Nyong'o I was just watching her documentary and they did ask her what is the best book that she's ever read and she said a return to love and at that point when I'm listening to someone I always pay attention because maybe that message is meant for me when I'm watching something I'm always attentive knowing that I might find something here so when I'm watching something I'm always intentional and so that synchronicity came when at the very very you know uh, perfect time when I had the same question about what is actually love because I had experienced it differently and I really wanted to know what it was. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. Definitely not the whole book, but some of the lessons that I have learned that might be helpful to anyone going through a difficult moment. Because in the return to love, Marion Wilson shares her insights on to how the practical application of love in everyday situations can provide you with answers to your problems 
all the problems that confront us, whether these are in our relationships, our careers, or our health, this book reveals how you can take a spiritual, a psychological, and emotional journey back to the true inner peace with which we were born. And it shows how practicing love, we can make our lives more peaceful, loving, and fulfilling. So, this is a very powerful book. If you have come across it, please take it home because it has all the answers. It's very honest. It's very different. It will motivate you to deal with issues differently because love makes us powerful. It does. It goes beyond our understanding and many people have been broken by love but i came to understand that love can break you but love can mend you too so stay around so to start this meditation practice i would like you to find a relaxed and comfortable position you could be sitting down or uh, sleeping or lying on the floor on a cushion or pillow Keep your back right upright, um, but not so tight. Just be in the moment where you are feeling relaxed, your shoulders down, hands resting wherever they are comfortable. It could be on your laps. You could open them up. I came to understand that when we are opening our, our, our hands up, we are ready to receive whatever the good of universe is giving out to us so even when in prayer it's always good to open your palms or, or hands so that you can receive everything that you are praying for so sit comfortably and um, you can try and put your tongue on the roof of your mouth or wherever it's comfortable that will help you to be in a present moment so I'd like you to notice and relax your body. Try to notice the shape of your body, its weight. Let yourself relax and become curious about where you are sitting on the chair. Just feel your whole body falling or seated on a chair and just feel that heaviness or the weight being held by the chair. So the sensation you're experiencing, the touch, how your body is touching wherever the pillow or the bed. So this connection to the uh, object where you're sitting is very important to make you bring the attention back. Relax any areas or tightness or tension, just breathe through them. So I'd like you to take this moment to just tune into your natural breath. Feel the natural flow of your breath as it goes in and out you don't need to do anything to your breath not long not short just natural notice where you feel your breath in your body it might be in your abdomen and it might be in your chest or in your throat or in your nostrils see if you can feel the sensations of your breath one breath at a time when one breath ends the next one begins so I'll give you time to notice that natural breath or natural rhythm of how your breath goes.
up and down. So as you continue to be kind to your wandering mind, I'm sure that you are noticing that there are thoughts that are trying to invade you right now. Now as you do this, you're noticing that the mind is wandering. You may start thinking about other things in this moment. And if this happens, it's not a problem. It's very natural. Just notice that your mind has wandered. You can say something like, I'm thinking or wondering. So try and label what the mind is trying to do so that you can remind yourself to come back to your practice. You can just think about it in your head or you can just say it softly and say I am thinking or I am wondering so that you can remind yourself to come back and then gently redirect your attention right back to the breathing as we said. So the breathing is your anchor, it's something that takes you away from all the thoughts that you have been holding on to. So stay here for five to seven minutes while just noticing your breath in silence. From time to time, you're going to get lost in your thoughts, but then remember to always return. The breath is your home. The breath is your anchor. The breath is what grinds, grounds you. The breath is what brings you calmness. I'd like you to take this yet unnatural breath, which is the seven, the four, seven, eight breathing technique, whereby you're going to breathe in through your nose and just count seven seconds and then hold that breath that you have taken in and hold it for seven seconds and then breathe out for eight seconds. And as you're doing that, you are going to feel freedom. You're going to feel relaxed right from your chest to your shoulders, from your stomach to your whole body. As you're breathing out, you're going to breathe out everything that you do not need to stay. So together we are going to go breathe in, hold, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and breathe out. Again, breathe in. Hold. Out. 
Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. So you can continue to do that on your own, wherever you feel. If you have lost sleep, you feel like your wandering mind is not switching off or you are failing to think properly, all you need to do is come back to that breath. You can do it as many times as you like. That 478 breathing technique is known to actually induce sleep. If you have woken up in the middle of the night and you feel, oh God, why am I waking up? Yes, just go back to that breath and you will go back to sleep deeply. So let yourself relax even more deeply as you continue to breathe in. You can go up to 10 times if you want to. There is no wrong in breathing frequently. So offer yourself some appreciation for doing this practice today. And I'd like to welcome you, all those members who have just joined us. This has been a very simple mindfulness practice that we always do and I think before you actually you know join in or you know come into this group this is the first thing that we recommend as you can see from the bio it says breathe with grace so breathe along with you know every life that you have because the whole thing that we need here is calmness we need to overcome our stress and we need to take out that stress out of our mind. So we focus on our breath, we focus on our sensations, and then we breathe them out. So let's go. So I return to love, a book that I've been reading, actually because I wanted to learn how to love myself first, instead of loving the idea of other people loving me. and. I was tired of the idea of other people loving me because I thought, I think people are not loving me right, according to how I wanted to be loved. And I think we all find ourselves in this situation over and over again in the relationships that we enter in. Uh, could it be intimacy? It could be a personal friendship relationship or even a relationship at work or even relationship with our children, or our parents or our siblings, any relationship that happens definitely the center piece there is is always love but do we get it the way we want it so i had to learn a new way to think i had to learn a new way to master how do i actually love myself if people are not giving me the love that i need so I came across this book, as I've told you, it was through just listening to a podcast or a, a documentary and then someone recommended it because I, I, I'm, you know, I, I look up to her, I appreciate what she does and I, I was just intrigued that she could actually recommend such a book. So I went out, ordered it and I started reading it and trust me, I have never been the same. I know now that I can redirect love to myself even if I do not get it from the people I expect to give it to me. 
So I'm going to be reading to you an introduction of this book and then I'll be breaking it down later from what I discovered. But then it says, when we were born, we were programmed perfectly. We had a natural tendency to focus on love. Our imaginations were creative and flourishing and we knew how to use them. We were connected to a world much richer than the one we connect to now. A world full of enchantment and a sense of the miraculous. So what happened? Why is it that we've reached a certain age, looked around and the enchantment was gone? Because we were told to focus elsewhere. We were told to think unnaturally. We were told a very bad philosophy, a way of looking at the world that contradicts who we are. We were told to think thoughts like competition, struggle, sickness, finite resources, limitations, guilt, bad, death, scarcity and loss. We began to think these things and so we began to know them. We were told that things like grades, being good enough, money and doing things the right way are more important than love. We were told that we separate from other people, that we have to compete to get ahead that we're not just quite good enough the way we are. We were told to see the world that the way others had come to see it. It's as though as soon as we got here, we were given a sleeping pill. The thinking of the world, which is not based on love, began pounding in our ears and the moment we hit the shore. Love is what we were born with. Fear is what we have learned here. The spiritual journey is the relinquishment of and learning of fear and the acceptance of love back into our hearts. Love is essential existential fact. It is our ultimate reality and our purpose on earth. To be consciously aware of it, to experience love in ourselves and others, is the meaning of life. Meaning doesn't lie in things, meaning lies in us. We attach value to things that are in love. The money, the car, the house, the prestige. We are loving things that can't love us back. We are searching for meaning in the meaningless. Money of itself means nothing. Material things of themselves mean nothing. It's not that they are bad, it's, n- it's that they are nothing. We came here to co-create with God by extending love. Life spent with any other purpose in mind is meaningless. Contrary to our nature and ultimately painful, It's as though we've been lost in the dark, parallel universe where things are loved more than people. We overvalue what we perceive with our physical senses and undervalue what we know to be true in our hearts. Love isn't seen with the physical eyes or heard with the physical ears. The physical senses can't perceive it. It's perceived through another kind of vision. Metaphysics call it third eye. Esoteric Christians call it the vision of the Holy Spirit and the others call it the higher self. Regardless of what it is called, love requires different kind of seeing than we are used to, a different kind of knowing or thinking. Love is the intuitive knowledge of our hearts. It's a world beyond that we all secretly long for. An ancient memory of this love haunts all of us all the time and becomes us to return. Love isn't material, it's energy. It's the feeling in a room, a situation, a person. Money can't buy it. Sex doesn't guarantee it. 
it has nothing at all to do with the physical world, but it can be expressed nonetheless. We experience it as kindness, as giving, as mercy, as compassion, as peace, as joy, as acceptance, non-judgment, joining and intimacy. Fear is our shared lovelessness, our individual and collective health. It's a world that seems to press on us from within the without and giving constant false testimony to the meaninglessness of love. When we fear, or when fear is expressed, we recognize it as anger, abuse, disease, pain, greed, addiction, selfishness, obsession, corruption, violence, and war. Love is within us. It cannot be destroyed, but can only be hidden. The world we knew as children is still buried within our minds. I once read a delightful book called The Mists of Avalon. The Mists of Avalon are a mythical allusion to the tales of King Arthur. Avalon is a magical island that is hidden behind the huge impenetrable mists. Unless the mists part, there is no way to navigate your way to the island. But unless you believe the island is there, mists worn part. Avalon symbolizes a world beyond the world we see with our physical eyes. It represents a miraculous sense of things, the uncharted realm that we know as children. Our childlike self is the deepest level of our being. It is who we are really and what is real doesn't go away. The truth doesn't stop being the truth just because we are not looking at it. Love merely becomes clouded over or surrounded by mental mists. Avalon is the world we know when we are still connected to our softness, our innocence, our spirit. It's actually the same world we see now, but informed by love, interpreted gently with hope and faith and a sense of wonder. It's easily retrieved because perception is a choice. The mists part when we believe that Avalon is behind them. And that's what a miracle is. Parting of the mists a shift in perception, a return to love. So that gives an introduction of what love really meant or what the author meant by what do we mean by love. And some of those words, when I read them, I was like, wow, I've been leaving it wrongly. And I'm hoping that the journey that you are taking with me today as we discover what love is because we have been lied to in a very long time i like to go back to the part where she actually defines what love is and and i think i'm not the only one but i've been fooled thinking that love was only about intimacy i don't know about what other people think but yeah 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 we can always tell people that we are not intimately you know in love with that we love them you know um do you think that we should tell our children that we love them or did we think that when we tell them that we love them they're going to be more naughtier but no that is a very powerful word even if you are disciplining your child at the end of it all just remind them all the time that you love them because once you discipline them without telling them that you love them, they will grow up thinking that, oh, my mom hated me or my parent hated me. 
so love is very powerful we can we are not only to use it in spaces because we are intimate with people but she says here that we experience it as kindness you know we experience it as giving as mercy as compassion as peace as joy as acceptance as being non-judgment as joining in and the last one is intimacy but i think we have all got it wrong i don't know about you you can always you know chat me out and we see how you have been understanding the meaning of love so yeah it's very amazing that love is actually compared to fear in this book um yeah the opposite of love is not hate as i've always thought but this author reveals to me that the opposite of love is fear because i think hate comes from fear when we start hating on people i think the first emotion that we've missed there is actually fear so the opposite of love is not hate it's fear and when i came to get to those two distinctions i knew that i really need to choose a side where i have to be in case i'm faced with a situation i have to pay attention which side am i going to stay on am i going to stay on the side of love or am i going to stay on the side of fear and i start then expressing anger abuse or you know uh, disappointment or you know i start displaying all these things selfishness or obsession or you know um greed or anything you know because that is what you're going to choose you're choosing between love and fear but we know most people have been telling us the opposite of love is hate but it's not so you start hating someone but you have actually first feared if you notice so if you're mindful and you're paying attention to emotions you'll always know that the first emotion that comes that we do not actually notice is always fear even when we lose loved ones the first thing that comes to our mind is fear we experience it and then other emotions come building up on top of that at least that's from my own experience i don't know how you've experienced it but as far as i remember when i was fearful which then caused me to become anxious because i was worried about what is going to happen in the future we fear to go to places where we have been hurt before because we fear we fear that something might repeat itself or something might go wrong again but it's very rarely do we actually pay attention to that emotion because it comes very quickly it doesn't stay for long and then other emotion starts to build on top of that so i don't know how you understand that but yeah that is a distinction that i got and that's what i wanted to explain to you today so i'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about this because we're going to be talking about this book as we move along this is my comeback book i am returning to love and i want you to also return to love with me so we are going to be looking at this book as we go along but i'm hoping that that reading has really helped you to understand what love is so what happens when 
you are not receiving love from other people and as you expected as i've begun i told you that i thought that people are the ones who are supposed to be giving me love but then i realized that they were not giving it to me in great um strength or they were not giving it to me in in great quantity like the way i wanted it like people these days just give you minimal they just give you breadcrumbs they don't just give you all of it because everyone is busy they don't have time to give it to you all of it as it is so we end up craving we end up not being happy we end up not you know our cups not being full because people don't give us as much love as we want but the solution to that is and i found out you have to redirect love to yourself loving yourself self-love i think that's the word that has been moving around social media on platforms i'm loving myself i'm loving myself because people are not giving us the love that we want so along those lines um yeah the greatest struggle for all of us is the struggle to accept or embrace and love ourselves with all our imperfections we all have imperfections we've all been most or created in different ways shape size and height and you know background and all that we all have imperfections here and there you know you're going to find someone taller than you or shorter than you or fatter than you or, or richer than you or more 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 beautiful than you or you're going to have we're all going to have imperfections like nobody's going to have it perfect you know but to be a hundred percent honest about who you are and how you feel and what you need in life is the most important thing that you need to do for yourself so to start stop designing yourself stop putting yourself on death row just because you didn't get what somebody else got stop discrediting yourself because you didn't get where somebody else is you know we're all on a path we're all on a path until you realize your path actually that is when things are going to start working out for you so we normally feel inferior or we normally feel low just because maybe we haven't realized our path i'm sure that all of us have been given different gifts you know if you're a christian you know that we do have the gifts of the holy spirit look through it just go through it and see what gift were you given like all of us have been given different gifts, so we need to stop discrediting ourselves for everything we aren't and start giving ourselves credit for everything that we are so as we continue to learn how we can actually redirect the love that we so want to give to others and we want that back in return but we end up not getting that we have to then learn in the moment that we have to always learn to love ourselves and become aware that not everyone will love or will agree with us every step of the way and that to be okay with it and that it's not a crime it's not a punishment it's not that you reject it's not that you don't deserve you are definitely enough but people will not give us the love that we need in the way we want it so the only way that we are left with is to learn 
to be our own best friends become you know instead of being falling in the trap of being our worst enemies because that's what our enemies want to believe but we do not want to go there so we love to have the idea of loving ourselves and not to forget ourselves so returning to love as we have said it helps you to have a relationship with other people relationship in your career relationship in your health but also a relationship to yourself how much do you love yourself you know so we must realize that our greatest task is about discovering self-love have you discovered self-love it's about breaking those walls we have built against us those walls we built when people told us that we were you know we were not enough those walls that we've built against us based on society uh, expectations those walls we have built against ourselves because of the words that we've had people tell us that we are not enough will never amount to anything or we we do not uh, equate or we do not level up to their expectations or their understanding so we need to learn to embrace ourselves despite of um being human our flaws or our rejections in whatever direction even if you've been you know rejected in your marriage rejected in your career rejected in your relationship rejected in your family you have to always remain connected to the understanding that you can actually care and be empathetic and be intimate with yourself the same way you want to be intimate and empathetic and caring to other people so in this case self love is just redirecting that same love that same compassion that same empathy that same caring that same intimacy you start bringing it towards yourself this is why it's time to start telling yourself what you have to love about yourself in your own life it's important to know how spectacular you are you really have to look in the mirror and start to be kind to yourself because what we see in the mirror is often what we see in the world our disappointment in others often reflects our disappointment in ourselves our acceptance of others often reflects our acceptance of ourselves our ability to see potential in others often reflects our ability to see potential in ourselves our patience with others often reflects our patience with ourselves so you get the idea here you've got to show yourself some love first and foremost before you give it out and maybe the people who hurt us the people who just who don't love us the way we are they've already grasped this concept they love themselves they are actually selfish and i came to understand these days that the word selfish is not actually selfish like you have to kind of like be selfish in a certain type of way you know i know you know we all you know uh, know that for those who are christians we know that god said you love your neighbor as you love yourself you know so yeah love your neighbor as you love yourself he didn't say love your neighbor he said love your neighbor as you love yourself so we miss that 
loving ourselves and then we go with the idea that I'm going to give out all the love to other people and then when things get bad when people betray us when people go behind our back and start talking about us we then start regretting that we give them so much love so yeah return to love but that love is now redirecting to yourself the other thing is be one with what it is some things are really difficult but totally worth it it's about you giving up being perfect and beginning the journey to becoming your true self we all leave maybe um, as imposters maybe we all live in a world where we think that we have to be perfect all the way but that journey of perfection is it, 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 it's, it's just going to lead you into you know some serious problems so the most beautiful part of journey of returning to your love to that peaceful feeling of being who you are it's a piece that is restraining your mind to process life as it is. You have to learn to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be. We set very many expectations for ourselves. You know, we want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. I want this, I want to look like this, I want to be like this, I want to look like that person I've seen in the magazine. I like to look at that person I've seen. Like so many people now are going for surgery and they're going for all these makeups and makeovers and everybody. I mean, if you have money to do it, you go ahead and do whatever you like. If that's going to make you happy, just go ahead and do it. But thing is, looking at that person and trying to want to, you know, to 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 match up or you comparing yourself to that person and then you start feeling imperfect is not very good for you so try and find peace in retraining your mind to process life as it is process life as you are so that is returning to love you be one with what it is you know i see very many people with disabilities but until you start or well until they start to accept who they are they can never find peace in the world. We've seen very many disabled people coming in and even giving us motivational talks about you know, how they wake up every day and feel proud of who they are. But again, you find someone with all things given to, including having four legs, two legs and two arms and sight and ears and, you know, um, being able to walk and being able to you know to, to to do this but they feel imperfect and then you wonder what is it that we want so yeah take life as it is rather than as you think it should be because you might have been reprogrammed based on where you grew up we've seen in the book the author tells us that we came with love we came we were born out of love and then when we came here we were introduced to fear fear in terms of people the society markers or even our guardians who brought to us they started to show us something different you know of we, what we should be so taking your time and going back to that and process it is going to be helpful for you
Another thing is focus less on winning the approval of others. Remind yourself that you do not have to do what everyone else is doing and you don't have to get permission to do it differently either. Your time on this planet is precious. As saying goes, what you do today is important because you are exchanging a day of your life for it. So don't wait around for someone else to give you permission to live peacefully, calmly, happily, joyfully, blissfully. You know, don't wait for permission to wait to stand up and dance. Don't wait for permission to go out for a swim in the sea. Don't wait for permission to just go out and do things that you like. You know, I know that we get into relationships where we're supposed to be submissive. But submissive doesn't mean that you have to lose yourself trying to, you know, deplete all the happiness and the love that you were created with just because you want to be giving it to someone else. I think submissive means to me is uh, uh, being able, is some form of respect. You know, even if you're going somewhere, for example, you tell somebody, oh, I want to go here. I want to go to the gym because I want, I care about my health, you know, rather than, okay, going to the gym without telling somebody. But then if you've asked for permission, that's a sign of being submissive. You say, I'm going to the gym or I'm going out to go out to, you know, brunch with my friends or I'm going to go out to the saloon to do my hair. And being submissive, I think there's a level of trust that is going to be applied there because if that person is not willing to trust you while you're going to do this, then that means I don't think that's a very uh, good relationship to be in. So there's going to be a level of trust because you cannot be there waiting on somebody on how they're going to do something wrong and not trusting them. I mean, are you a criminal? No, you're not. So you shouldn't be there being waited on or watched over just because you're going to do something wrong. And I've seen that. So for most people who always want to control, they're actually the ones doing the same thing because they know that once they get out, they're going to be doing something wrong. And now if they let somebody else, they're going to be doing the same thing. Watch out for that. I have seen many, very many relationships where the people who are more jealous, the people who are more controlling, actually, in the end, they end up to be the perpetrators. They're the ones who are actually doing the wrong. So that is something worth noting here. But yes, focus on less on winning the approval of others. And then you start to enjoy yourself. Distance yourself from those who bring you down. So being in no relationship is better than being in a wrong one. That much I know. So don't worry too much about folks who don't worry about you. Know your worth. When you give yourself to those who disrespect you, you lose it. Your friends in life should motivate you, should inspire you, and should respect you. Your circle should be well-rounded and supportive. So keep it right. However small it may be, the quality of a quantity is always the best it doesn't matter how many friends you have even if you have one only friend who you call every friday afternoon to tell them of your week went that is it rather than having hundreds of them who are going to be messing you around and not being able to support you but always bringing you down so quality over quantity assess your friends assess your friendships Assess who you give your love to. And another one is to forgive your past self. 
we all make mistakes when you confront the dark parts of yourself and work to banish them just use the light of forgiveness we're all have a chance to forgiveness no matter how bad we have been or what actions we have taken in the past so there's that willingness to wrestle with your demons in this way that will cause you to have peace and also the angels or the guides to sing the guides that are always like with you you don't have to judge yourself it's just a matter of accepting that sometimes good people like you can make bad choices we're all going to make bad choices we've all made bad choices and it doesn't mean that we are bad it means that we are human so get bored with your past let it go it's over forgive yourself for what you think you did and didn't do forgive yourself for what it should have been you know it should have been like this or you should have done like that and start focusing on what you will do starting today so if you're listening to this voice not today and you feel yes i've been needing a miracle to move on yes tomorrow i'm going to be a different person and i am going to change and i'm forgiving myself for all the mistakes for all the relationships for all the wrong ones i've joined in for everything that i'm forgiving myself and i'm forgiving those people because forgiveness is actually freedom to you when you forgive the most freedom comes to you you know so imagine if you forgive yourself because self-criticism is one of the things that usually is going to hinder us from loving ourselves we critique ourselves and it's very important as a mindfulness person to always listen to your inner critic what is there what are those voices what's your inner voice telling you about you even if you failed a number of times even if you've made a lot of choices that are not actually good enough but what is that inner voice telling you is it rebuking you is it you know blaming you is it what is it so we learned a while ago about self-talk self-talk is talking to yourself not in words or verbally sometimes it's just voices in your head that keeps telling you that you'll never amount to anything oh yes you messed up the other time and now look you're going to mess up again it's always that judging voice that small voice that comes in your head and telling you things and then you start believing them and the best voice that you can ever believe is a voice that comes from your head no matter what other people are going to be saying as long as your inner person is judgmental the inner person is not content the inner person is not loving you are going to find a very difficult time moving on in life so start today to focus on what you will do now rather than what the past has had you go through start making the changes you know you need to make just because something made you happy in the past doesn't mean that you have to keep it forever if you want to see changes in your life today you love to do things that you never have done before change is a fact of life we all gonna change the world has changed this global change these you know culture has changed there's so many things that have changed so it's up to you different inputs different outputs you put in something different you get something different so move away from the things that drain you and move forward to the thoughts and activities that empower you and fulfill you 
there's so many changes going on in the world in marriages in parenting relationships in work in career in everything there's so many changes that have gone on so if things used to make you happy years ago you can try and say oh i'm gonna make a difference now if you used to one person who used to have a, a drink or five bottles of beer but now you feel you want to make some changes in your alcohol intake you can do that you can do that so yeah start making the changes you need to make that are going to benefit your life you used to eat five biscuits now you change oh i'm going to eat one biscuit because i'm starting to love my life i'm starting to take my weight seriously if you used to sit along um a, a lot without movement without exercising now you know better that movement is good for our health and now you are going to start moving and um yeah so self-love is about you know changing those things you thought that would gonna make you happy gonna make you happy so you might want to change them so yeah start making changes you know that you need to make that is how you are redirecting self-love to yourself you know you want to live longer you start movement you start exercise you start eating healthy you start cutting out on those um, fatty foods and cutting out on those sweet or sugary stuff that is all self-love self-love for me I, I i i see people saying oh i go to to go and do my nails or my hair or i go to you know this and that yes it is self-love but the self-love that really really counts is the one that is going to make changes to your body you know self-love is not drinking a whole crate of beer self-love is not smoking a whole joint of weed self-love is not smoking shisha that's not self-love self-love is just making make knowing what is good for my health and what is good for not because here the author tells us about how we need to use love to confront our health our health when you come back to understanding what is good for my health and this is what i'm going to do that is actually self-love so the other thing to consider when returning to love yourself is embracing the mistakes that you haven't even made yet mostly we fear to take on roles or we fear to take on careers or we fear to take on um, the next step because we fear we're going to make mistakes or we fear that we're going to fail the greatest uh, mistake you can ever make is not to try because you have regret to deal with for the rest of your life the fear to fail will lead into re regret it doesn't make it any easier because you might want to have started something and then you let fear of making it or making the wrong decision prevent you from making any decision at all we see that all the time uh, i myself have done it before everybody so don't let any mistakes you haven't even made yet make you fear to go uh, down any route uh, you know uh, fear or failing is definitely going to cost you a lot than when you didn't try so always remember 
that when you fail, you take the lesson. Don't start beating yourself up because something didn't work out. At least you 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 tried. I always, you know, tell my children when they're playing and they're wanting to win or wanting to be the ones who are, you know, being good at something. And I always jump in and say, it's not about winning. It's about taking part. It's about having fun. It's about you um, having taken that step towards or being part of something, you know. You don't fear of applying for the job because you already know that you're going to fail. They're not going to choose you. At least you sat down to do that CV or application or resume. So the fear of the mistakes is what is actually keeping very many people behind in their personal growth, in their professional growth, in their uh, personal life. So take that. You know, mistakes are there to teach us a lesson. You know, for every experience, good or bad, it's going to have you a lesson to be taken out. Because otherwise, even if it's a good, uh, something good has come out of it, um, yeah, there might be a lesson of humbleness that you learn from that. So if it's failure, there's a lesson that you get so that next time you can do better. I mean, for me, in every situation, lessons is what I take no matter how crushing it might be. It only takes a mindfulness thinking to always look out for the lesson. Look out for the lesson. What is this teaching me? What is this going to teach me? How am I going to apply this? How am I going to help, you know, that if they're facing the same issue, I might have in, you know um, enough information to actually help them. For me, that is how I view life. So I embrace anything that I am going to other than fearing that, oh, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to fall in love again. I'm never going to have other children again. I'm not going, you know, just because you had and you didn't succeed, it doesn't mean that it's going to end up that way. I learned that through my personal experience when I wanted to yet have another child because I feared that I might lose this one again. But... I went ahead and yes, it was not easy. I did it fearfully, but I did it. And then I ended up having a one that was perfectly fine. So do it fearfully. My pastor, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts always says, you know, do it in fear, do it crying, do it, you know, in any form, but do it do it so yeah returning to love means being able to embrace your mistakes even if they haven't made, happened yet another thing is to show gratitude for who you are and what you have right now you won't always get what you want and no you won't always be exactly where you want to be in life every time we get to a point in our lives we always want to elevate and go somewhere else but remember this there are lots of people who will never have what you have right now so use pain frustration and inconvenience to motivate you rather than annoy you you are in control of the way you look at life i remember i've just been giving a, a talk to someone today and i remembered uh, this is a very good uh, friend of mine at church 
she's a white lady and she has a charity in Uganda and you know this charity helps uh, children to take them to school and these are children who have you know have lost their parents to HIV and she has this charity in in Masaka that helps children you know go to school or attain an education because their parents died or parents are not able to work but they have a school uh, which educates these children so I'm really really impressed for what she's doing and the fact that I live in the UK and I'm not able to be doing this but this lady has dedicated her life in educating children and as we know the importance of education and we might not even think that there are people who can afford you know school fees to take their children to school and then you have children you know you have children whose parents have money to take them to school but then again they don't they take that for granted i think it's always it's, it's i don't know it's human nature that when we have things in plenty we don't see the the importance until that something is taken away from you so i gave her an example when i traveled back in uganda and i needed someone to look after my children while i went out and about in the city because the worst thing you can do in kampala is moving around with your children uh, if you're actually rushing around so i got somebody someone recommended someone to look after my children and this lady came from the village and you know she started to come and live with us for that period when i was in uganda so out of being inquisitive i i saw a very young lady almost my age and i became quite inquisitive as to why she was leaving this life and she told me she's got four children from different um uh, fathers and none of them had married her she was still living with her mother and she was still pretty much struggling with life and you know all she did was always farming and selling the small you know uh, produce that she'd got to get money to pay for her children so out of inquisitivity i we started a conversation and i just asked about her level of education and she told me that um, in 2000 she failed to sit her exams her all level exams and that way she didn't have a chance at education so she dropped out in senior four uh, that is equivalent to Ugandan education which is all level so she didn't even sit for the exams and i said why did you sit the exam she said that she didn't have school fees at the time and in that moment i thought how lucky must I have been? And why did I deserve? What did I do right that I had people to pay for my school fees at that time? Because when I looked back at the time frame, in 2000 is when I sat for my senior four and she sat for a senior, she should have sat for exams pretty much the same time. And we take life for granted. So at that moment, when I was in, in that class as a child, I would not have thought of being grateful that actually somebody has paid for my school fees to sit for these exams, these important exams. And here, life shows me someone who had missed a chance at um, continuing her education. So I always use that example all the time if I feel like life is not enough for me. I always bring in gratitude to you know, as a form of love, to remind myself that I think I am lucky 
that I am actually here today. So I told this story to someone today and I said, I feel like sometimes things happen to us and it's very good to always remember that you might not be deserving to have these things, but just be grateful that you are where you are because most people will not have the chance to be where you are right now. So you are in control of the way you look at life. And when you choose to look at life like that, it's going to give you so much more, so much more. So yeah, I told the story and I thought this was a very good one to bring in to use gratitude to know where you are. There's very many expectations on social media, through our friends and through our families when we start comparing ourselves to them and then we forget that we are not all created to be on the same level yes we are all enough in our capacity according to our background according to who we are but comparing ourselves to other people is not something that we need to be doing instead let's focus inward and start being grateful for the little that we have because there might be someone that doesn't have or someone wishing to have that what you have so for me in that moment i became it changed the way i look at life and i said it should have been me not attaining my all levels you know, and not being able to continue to A-level and not even being able to continue to university and even not being able to continue to where I am today. So just that simple cut out of your life, it can change it tremendously. Return to love. So again, do something every day that makes you happy. There is a big difference between empty fatigue and gratifying exhaustion. Yes, that was something that I was interested in. You know, sometimes you wake up in the day and you just don't do nothing, but again, you fail to go to sleep because that's empty fatigue. You didn't do something that excited you. Every day, wake up to do something that brings gratification. Sit down mindfully and look back and see what makes me happy because what makes you happy is going to be totally different from what makes another person happy and i think this is where returning to love is something that you need to do uniquely because we are all different in one way or the other and we also have to be reminded that life is too short invest in the activities you deeply care about not what other people care about and the reason why we always want to do what other people are doing is because we haven't taken time to sit down, to look into ourselves and look through what are you good at? What's your path? I didn't know that I was good at talking. You know, I didn't know I was good at storytelling until I sat down inward and said, I have so many stories in my head. Actually, I can start telling them off. and Maybe someone can start listening. And that way I started to form this group. But I had so many things going on for me. I had a, quite a lot of knowledge. I acquired a lot of experiences. And instead of sitting with them, some of which were good, some of them were bad. But I started to use them as a, a platform for me to do something. And trust me, I get fulfillment out of 
when people text me privately and telling me that my stories or my talking yeah is good is is help them but again i might find someone who is saying oh god you talk too much you you know you talk too much and then i find someone saying oh your talks actually helped me so you see how life is it's 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 not it's not always we will never ever like get satisfaction from it like one person is going to say something else and another person's on the soul you need to find your tribe you need to find your tribe and just learn that a good life is about making a decision every day to do something that moves you moves you or even moves that tribe where you have uh, chosen to be so caring for yourself by doing things you care about is returning to love yourself it's a matter of realizing that there is nothing selfish about self-care there's nothing selfish about taking time to rest there's nothing selfish about putting your feet up if you feel tired again you're mindful you're going to feel your backs aching your legs are aching it's time to start putting that self-love you know either putting your feet up or going to the gym or going for a walk just because you want to care for yourself so because we can't give what we don't have and again if you don't give yourself love how are you supposed to give it to somebody else so you have to experience life on your own terms before you can be life giving to others if you're preparing yourself to carry a baby there needs to be some life in you there are many people who have been gone who have gone to hospitals and told them you can't carry a baby because you do not you know have uh, you know you, your heart is so weak or this is so weak so you want to be life-giving first give life to yourself fill your cup and then you can start pouring it out to others again it takes us back to the christian teaching which says love yourself love your neighbors as you love yourself as you love yourself you then love your neighbors if you can't love yourself then means you're not going to be able to love your neighbors if you hate yourself you're going to be hating everyone if you're not patient with yourself you're not going to be patient with others we've seen that again give yourself a fair chance to explore new ideas and opportunities that is self-love don't let not knowing how it will end keep you from the beginning when you act or when you start chasing um, on opportunities that are not you know are, are, are not there you're going to end up frustrated so yeah give yourself a fair chance to explore new ideas and opportunities just understand who you are what are you good at what are your strengths like everybody has strengths and skills within us it just takes time to pick them up you know it just takes time to silence those voices, those inner voices that our guardians, our teachers, our parents, our friends, or our society has told us that when we sit down again with your meditation practice or mindfulness practice, you start to listen to those voices. And once you start to become aware of those voices, actually you have deemed them, you know, from being, from taking over you. Awareness is the first step to overcoming a problem once you become aware of something it stops being powerful i mean even the bible says that the truth will set you free once you know the truth 
what is behind your procrastination what is behind your self-hate what is behind you not moving forward in life there must be a voice somewhere there must be something that is threatening you and you're not even aware of it it might be your own voice you might be your own enemy you're the enemy that you still tell him oh people have done this to me people are bewitching me people are doing this to me but your own enemy there's a voice in your head that you heard when you're about seven years old that you haven't actually let down there's a voice in your head from your previous relationship there's a voice in your head from your teachers from your parents from your stepmother from your stepsister from your stepdaughter or whatever some someone just said something to you and you kind of like made it your own because again our mind clings on things you know like that so yeah try and explore new ideas and opportunities but then that's going to take you to start listening to yourself the courage is going to come within you courage isn't going to come from anybody else you have inner strength tap into it tap into what you know tap into what you feel you were created to be each one of us has been given a path some of our paths might detour a little bit they might take a different direction but as you were in the valley that is when you actually find out who you really want to be and sometimes god makes us go through some problems because he wants us to change because we have been very very um uh, and not listeners we've not been good listeners we're not listening to what god is telling us and then bang you get a problem which is going to separate you from many people because what usually problems do to us is they isolate us that's when you when you get a problem that's when you actually start to understand who is who in this world you know until you get a problem you think everyone is on your side and then when things happen that's when you start seeing people fleeing away and never calling you and never doing this so as you isolate as you're in the valley by yourself that is when ideas and opportunities and creativity start coming to you but first of all you need to first start being kind to yourself and loving yourself and taking our time to listen sometimes we give so much time to people that we forget about ourselves and that's how we end up not being creative ideas and creativity come when we sit in silence and that brings us back to listening to your intuition and being honest with yourself about everything. We cannot speak with integrity about a lifestyle we are not living. We don't need more dazzling storytellers. We need more genuine ones. As I've told you, my experience, my stories, I thought they were very shaming. If I told people whatever I've been through, I was like, I'm shaming myself like people are going to be laughing at me you know I've uh, been a reject I've been last but you know what the moment I started being genuine with my stories the more I started to help people and the more I became uh, seen so listen to that inner voice your confidence comes from knowing that what you're doing is right and what you're doing is right for you so I started to tell my stories because they were right for me 
I didn't have to live in shame anymore. I didn't have to live in blaming myself and regretting and feeling guilty about how my life had unraveled. I had to use that as a weapon to actually get back to the devil and also making uh, making sure that other people benefited. So through me uh, overcoming my giant, I had to show people how they can overcome their giant as well. And that way, that is our, our storytelling techniques can help other people. So listen to your intuition. Yes, something I had a voice telling me, you can use this story to actually help someone. And it did. And with honesty, I did everything I could and found ways to start up a podcast, start up a WhatsApp group and set up. And ever since then, I feel fulfilled. I feel happy. Yes, I might not have all the money in the world, but trust me, a feedback from someone telling me, Grace, you changed my life. I go to bed very happy and satisfied knowing that I overcame. Believe in your abilities. All things are possible. The key is to identify what you want. Claim it as part of who you are and believe that you are worthy to have it. Focus on writing your story instead of reading, watching and hearing about everyone else's. I had got to a point where I listened to enough stories, read enough books, but I needed to then use my story and using the knowledge of other people to um, uh, to bring out what I really wanted to do. I mean, never stop searching for knowledge. But guess what? Sometimes when you read and find, you know, try and um, read something, you actually realize that you already knew this thing. So I think we all have inner wisdom, but we just have to actually just seek for other wisdom on top of the wisdom and then our wisdom will actually come on top so when you catch yourself comparing your life to someone else's remember that people often only show their high reels yes instagram has all these reels and that's what we see but no it's not reality write your own story in your story you're going to be helping a thousand women a thousand men who are actually going through the same thing and maybe they are watching reels and they feel even more depressed so when you come out with a story that is raw don't fear about talking your story because you never know who is watching and who is reading and who is listening because your story is your reality it's not a real it's your it's your reality Pay close attention to your life as you're living it. One of the greatest presents you can give yourself and your loved ones is to be present every chance you get. Your life is not between the moments of your birth and death. Your life is between now and your next breath. Distractions are in the palms of our hands these days, but we need to remember to look up more often. So much is lost when we don't. The smiles in your children their next steps, their next, you know, if sometimes even our children start walking without noticing and you just wake up and say, when did this child walk? But all the time that child was walking in front of you and you missed the moment, you missed the fast steps, you missed the fast word, you missed the smile or you missed the smell. You missed the sound of birds. You missed the sound of waterfalls or even rain falling down on your on your roof 
because you were so busy thinking about something else. So pay close attention. When we pay attention, we are actually loving. We are actually loving because acknowledging is one of the things that uh, makes others, even our loved ones, happy when you acknowledge someone's hair or dress or bag or anything. Those small moments, like people don't pay close attention. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't actually see that, you know. But when you start living a life where you pay close attention to your life and how you're living it, it's even going to bring more happiness. Again, loosen up and be a little less serious about it all. All self-misery has its roots in self-pity. And all self-pity is rooted in taking life too seriously. I was talking to a very good friend of mine and I'm sure that she's listening to this podcast today and she said I should talk about humor as a way to, um, um, you know, induce happiness. Do you know that we sometimes take life too seriously, especially if you have been through a lot, you know, you start leaving this wind of fearing every new state you take, every laugh uh, you know every comedy or even every joke you don't even see any laughter coming out after you've listened to a joke if you cannot laugh at jokes anymore just know that you need to listen up and laugh it off when you can especially when things don't go as planned we start to be serious people with a good sense of humor have a better sense of life you grow up the day you have your first real laugh at yourself and your circumstances yeah laugh at your circumstances and you see what happens lastly go out of your way to be loving and kind to others too almost everything comes full circle people who love themselves come across as very caring generous and kind to others too they express their self-confidence through humility forgiveness and inclusiveness So seek to understand others before you attempt to judge them. And be thankful for rude, difficult people too. They serve as great reminders of how not to be. That's thinking. When someone treats you badly, rudely, or they're difficult to deal with, always remember they're serving as a reminder not to be like them. And that for me, is very very grateful so when someone does something to me I just pray for them and I say you need salvation because any human being would not be doing that so people usually treat us according to the way they feel you know they project so our closing thought today the bottom line is people will come and go events will come and go Day and night will come and go, but a true love for yourself will always remain with you in your life. So nurture it. So put things you can to do a list today and tie them to the points above. Everything you do. Spend time doing things that help you to love yourself more. Spend time thinking about things that help you to love yourself more. And spend time with people who help you to love yourself more. You can do this now, you can repeat this tomorrow, you can repeat it the other day. You always have a chance. When you feel like life is hard, you're struggling, 
just return to love. Have a good one.